1: Good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston. Remember, you can always tune into past programs on our podcast site, or you can go to WROL Radio now and you can find podcasts of older programs there. But you can find really old ones on uh, uh, or Stitcher or iTunes or TuneIn, or there's a bunch. You can just Google it around, you'll find it. Um, Uh, Follow-up to a question from last week. Someone called in and wanted to know about repairing an old uh, car stereo or car radio. And uh, the place is Precision Stereo Repair, and uh, they're located in New York. And uh, you uh, you can find their name easy enough. But it's Precision Stereo Repair. Our buddy Jay Davidson let us know about that. And so Precision Stereo Repair, they repair all kinds of antique car radios. So if you have an old car radio and you want it to do what it needs to do, uh, you can find that out. Uh, Coming up a little bit later on, we will be giving away some tickets to the Boston Auto Show. We'll also be reviewing the Chrysler 300 and talk a little bit about an experience I had this week, too. So all kinds of different stuff. But right now, with us on the phone is the editor for the uh, car shopping website, Car Gurus, which uh, seemed to start off as a car st- shopping website, but has turned into a, a big place to research cars as well. And our buddy Steve Halloran's on the phone with us. Steve, good morning.
2: Good morning, John. How are you?
1: I'm, I'm doing just great. Uh, so let's, let's start from the beginning. Let's tell everybody what Car Gurus is and kind of how it started. Uh, CarGurus is the the world's uh, second largest and fastest growing automotive research and shopping
2: website. We were founded by uh, Langley Steiner, who is a guy who uh, was also a founder of uh, TripAdvisor.com, and we are following some of the same ideas that
1: they have followed in bringing transparency to uh, car shopping. So are you guys in a gigantic building like TripAdvisor is?
2: Uh, Not as big as TripAdvisor, but we're getting there. we (laughs) are getting there? uh, We have 200-plus people in a building in Leachmere, very near the Leachmere T-Stop in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Um, Very busy area, lots of high-tech there, but we are uh, definitely one of the uh, fastest-growing spots in that area and uh, having a great time.
1: Yeah, and gurus is a great place, uh, you know, certainly if you're going to go shopping and all, and all of that, but if you're doing some research, too, both in car pricing and all kinds, of, you, there's all kinds of information on your website.
2: Uh, indeed, there is. We we have reviewed hundreds of cars this year. Um, we have uh, previews, reviews. We now have videos. Our YouTube channel has, uh, we got that busy in April of this year, and uh, that has been a huge success. We have, uh, A bunch of videos live. They're coming from freelance auto reviewers across the country, um, including some here in New England, happily. And uh, those have been doing enormously well on the the web. We know video is certainly uh, the future (laughs) in many different ways. Mm. Uh, We want to help bring it to the automotive industry in an effective and helpful way for shoppers.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, like I said, a lot of great stuff there. In fact, I think I was quoted in uh, Keith Griffith's uh, article that was uh, published this week.
2: Indeed, you were. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, um,
1: although I gotta, got, I gotta carve out a little car doctor box on your website. I still think so, but you know. <laughs> we will talk about. it. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. We keep saying that. But that's yeah, and I, and I work cheap, so uh so <laughs> great. Yeah. Uh but anyway, that isn't that isn't why that is why we call. I say I, I I tease Steve every time we we see each other kind of about that just as a joke and, and I think it's I every, everybody laughs when we say it. So it works out great. But uh you know, I got a news release from you guys and it said uh, you know, end of the year car shopping tips and uh I remember telling somebody a couple of years ago they were shopping for a Lexus and I said you know, probably no better day to buy than uh, the very last day in December. And I kind of said it as a throwaway line. He calls me, you know, January 3rd and said, you were right. They, like, sold me the car. There was deals. There was year-end bonuses for the for, from the manufacturer to the dealer. And I ended up getting a car at a really good price because, uh, you know, I was the only one in there on uh, December 31st. And they were standing around staring at each other. And I guess they had one more car to hit a quota. Uh, that that can certainly make or break your shopping experience, um, and it can make or break
2: a salesperson's or a company's numbers. Uh, so, yeah, indeed, uh, waiting till the end of the year, we have seen prices drop consistently across the past few years. Um, the lowest point we expect will actually be uh, the end of January for used car pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is an absolutely fantastic time to look to close deals. Dealers want to clear inventory and boost their numbers for the end of the uh, end of the calendar year. Mm. They are absolutely willing to be more flexible on price yeah. right now than they have been all year.
1: Yeah, especially if they're looking at the end of the year and the beginning of the new year and they have some, you know, current model 15s kind of sitting on exactly. the lot and they're seeing uh, kind of cobwebs in the, you know, in the showroom I guess. So Indeed. Yeah. So um you, you mentioned used cars, and, and that's sort of where guru started, right? As, as a used car site.
2: Absolutely. Uh, the, the first thing we started doing a little bit differently is our was our presentation of used car listing. Um, we aggressively uh, pull and uh, data. We do a bunch of data analysis on all sorts of uh, every listing we can find in the U.S. Uh, car used car listing in the U.S. We can find for sale every night. We do a bunch of big data math on uh, the prices for each of those listings. And uh, we can tell you fairly accurately what a used Honda
1: Accord uh, LX with uh, a specific set of options and an automatic transmission ought to cost in the Boston area. And that and, is, and yeah, that's a great way for people, you know, if they are out shopping and also it kind of, you know, if you see, and we'll, we'll use that car as an example and say it's, you know, say it's a few years old and it's a $14,000 car. And you see one that's for $10,000, it has to make you think, is there something wrong with that car?
2: <laughs> Indeed. Uh, there, are, there are certainly cases where used, used cars are listed for uh, a bargain price uh, because they are, <laughs> they are not worth as much money as uh, comparable vehicles in other places. Uh, every used vehicle has a history. Uh, you certainly want to know that, um, but you also want to know exactly how each listing's price compares to what the average is
1: in your market. And if you can find yourself a deal, we do our best to highlight those for you. Yeah, and uh, and I guess it, you know you mentioned you mentioned you know some cars might be a deal because they're not a good deal actually, but you know it's sort of like I guess real estate shopping, and it says you know. I don't know, a peek at the ocean. Well, if you're up on the roof sort of thing. And sort of the same thing. I I remember seeing a couple of cars that were for sale, and kind of in the very last line, it said something like storm damage. And I'm like, hmm. And, you know, at first I thought, oh, well, you know, maybe some hailstorm. Well, no, the car was in a flood. And they had a bunch of cars that were in floods. and, And those cars, depending on, you know, how they were, taken care of afterwards, and if it was a saltwater flood or something with a lot of brine in it, all of a sudden those cars are going to be, you know, they're going to be problem cars from, you know, day two of ownership till the day you get rid of it. So Exactly. Yeah, so looking around and knowing that, you know, all cars are priced kind of what the market will bear, and you may see some, you may, you know, you may see a, uh, maybe a Miata in the wintertime, and maybe it's a little bit of an odd color, and somebody just wants to get rid of it.
2: Indeed. Cars. Each bit of used car inventory is a unique item, and you owe it to yourself and the dealer to educate yourself as much as possible about that specific car, as well as the market market it is competing in, before you start talking about price.
1: Mm -hmm. And how about private party sales?
2: Uh, Our site allows that. We we invite users to sell cars, uh, individual cars uh, on our site for free. Uh, We allow them to list the cars just. Same way a dealer does. Mm-hmm. We uh, we demand then We have uh, some steps we take to verify that the that uh, the person who has submitted the listing does in fact own that car. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, un- unfortunately, if you host a site that allows people to uh, post things for sale, they will, whether or not they own them, <laughs> right? Whether or not they really uh, have the ability to sell them. But as I said, we do. Uh, we verify our listings. We have sold. Hundreds of cars on the site for private sellers um, and uh, we're we're very proud of that uh, anyone who is not a dealer and is not selling cars professionally and list a car for sale on our site for free dealers obviously hmm. we come to different terms with
1: yeah and you know it's interesting you said that because there are people that you know the old timey term was curbstoners it was somebody who would you know sell half a dozen or a dozen cars a year that They maybe they worked at a used car lot and they took some of the leftover cars home or you know bought and sold cars, but they weren't they portrayed them sort of as private party sales. But in fact, the name on the title was not the name of the person selling the car. And in fact, they were really used car dealers and they may have not been selling. You know, you think you may have been buying, hey, I bought this great six year old one owner car when in fact. It's not a six-year-old one-owner car. It's a six-year-old car that may have had multiple owners, but the person's portraying it as if they're private party. And I kind of like that you guys sort of weed those out a little bit to try to have you know keep people honest.
2: Indeed, we do. We we present dealer listings in a slightly different way than private seller listings, and we're doing our level best to make sure that
1: dealers are using dealer accounts and private citizens mm. have their own private accounts. And a good point with uh, dealer versus uh, uh, private party sales. Uh, the the dealer price may, in fact, be a little bit higher price than the private party because the dealer has to recondition the car, make sure it's safe, and warranty it, right?
2: Indeed. And, of course, they also have a business to run, and they have numbers to, to meet, and they have more folks to take care of than the single person taking care of the car. If it's a business, they have expenses they, they've got to cover. And uh, there are certainly a wide, there's a very wide range of, Uh, thoroughness that dealers use to recondition older cars for sale or used cars for sale. Um, There are some that uh, go to town and and will turn those into a certified pre-owned car, uh, which will come with a warranty. We we certainly think that those are generally much stronger deals than a car that hasn't really been refreshed in any way. Um, You're you're certainly going to have to pay for that service. Mm -hmm. But being able to buy a used car that the dealer is willing to stand behind and some or the manufacturer is willing to stand behind is certainly gives you some more security and uh, probably a better, in many cases, a better owner experience than having a car that does not have any coverage
1: at all. Yeah, absolutely. And hey, did I hear recently you guys are expanding outside of the States now?
2: Indeed. Uh, we've had a, a site up in Canada open for a few months now, which has been... Uh, Growing slowly, we just uh, trumpeted our arrival uh, much more loudly when we arrived in the UK, which we opened up uh, earlier this month.
1: And uh, so, same same type of same type of system is it uh, for people who are just curious about you know what's for sale in the UK? Is there a way to get on the CarGurus UK website?
2: Uh, at this point, it is separate from the US website, but yes, uh, CarGurus.co.uk, which is the, the typical. Uh, yep. Web address structure for, uh, Canadian, uh, sorry, UK companies. Yep. Um, that'll get you right there to our front page. It's very similar to the US site. We don't have, we have not started digging into research there in the mm-hmm. same way that we have here. So you won't find the sorts of reviews and previews, but you'll find lots of cars for sale, um, from, uh, I think it's 2,500 or so dealers mm. already. Uh, wow. thirty i'm sorry thirty five hundred dealerships and uh two hundred thousand listings, which makes us uh one of the
1: top four largest u k sites and you for know car for, yeah and uh you know for you know geeky car people like me who like to see uh, you know what's for sale you know in other parts of the world uh i gotta check this out
2: absolutely i i have a weakness for u k cars myself i know there are some brands that are very popular amongst uh amongst American car fans, the uh, U.K. folks uh, apparently really did want the Mustang, and there are some uh, U.K. cars that lots of uh, hardcore American yeah. car fans would be happy to get their hands on. Uh, feel free to take a look. There's, yeah. there's plenty of inventory there.
1: No, it, it's it's funny. I uh, look at the statistics for when I take my program from Saturday morning and put it on uh, the podcast site, I'm able to see some statistics, and I actually have four times the listeners who download the podcast in the U.K. versus the United States.
2: Interesting. The, yeah. the U.K. is certainly a very car-obsessed place. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, we're, we're happy to hear that. We're very happy to be involved in that market, and we look forward to great success <laughs> there as well.
1: No, it's all, it's all good stuff. So uh, for people who want more information, uh, the website is very simple, cargurus.com.
2: Correct, and the U.K. Start site is cargurus.co.uk.
1: And um, it's it's a great source for used cars, new cars, and uh, also if you're just curious what the value is of your car. Maybe you're thinking about, hey, I have a... Um, You know, 19, I don't know, 2000, 2005 Toyota Camry. I'm thinking about maybe selling it in the springtime to be able to look at car values, look and see what cars are selling for now, look and find something of similar mileage. Now, all of a sudden, you know whether you're pricing your car appropriately, and then you can put it, and then if you decide you want to sell it on your own, you can put it on your website.
2: Exactly, and our website will tell you exactly what prices will do what a specific price will do for your visibility for that listing that is if you want to be on the first page of search results
1: on our site for a what was it a 2005 Toyota Camry right um, we can tell you exactly what price you'd have to put it at in order to end up on that first page yeah because probably the, the you know on the 18th page you're probably not people are going to get tired Exactly. <laughs> no, it's a it's a great site. And, you know, the best part about it is it's a local company, which which I love the idea about that.
2: Uh, I, I'm very happy to be involved in it. I've been there a while now. <laughs> We've been in business since 06, um, and we're growing incredibly rapidly. As I said, we're near the Lechmere area. We have an office with over 200 people in it right now. Um the, everyone comes into the office uh, energized and looking forward to uh, even more success. We're, we're very happy to be helping shoppers and dealers get uh, better results when car shopping.
1: And on top of that, you guys are also the sponsor of the uh, uh, Boston.com page, the uh, Autos TBR, page. TBR. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, uh, and, and proud of that as well. And uh, thank you for doing that. So we appreciate that. Well, <laughs> I'm going to let you go back and uh, try to find me something for Christmas.
2: <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll, I'll be looking on that UK website for
1: something. Please. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Make it small. I don't have much room. So, yeah. <laughs> Okay, fair All enough. All right. Uh, Steve Halloran, editor of uh, Car Guru's uh, website, great guy, and New England Motor Press Association member. And uh, I just want to wish you and yours a uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Take care, Steve. Why don't we take a quick break? My name's John Paul. This is a Car Doctor Program. You're listening on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Austin. We'll be right back.
3: I saw one of Santa's helpers at the grocery store today. Asleep. As I leaned into the sun, he whispered in my ear He said, now don't you dare repeat a single word of this you hear He said, man's all excited, cause his "Newslet's almost ready And they say he's got it painted up, looks just like Richard Pitt and And Rudolph and the reindeer
4: W-R-O-L, Boston. Did your financial advisor lose 30% of your life savings in the last bear market? Are you afraid it could happen again? I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder of New Venture on Wall Street, a company that specializes in teaching you how to cut out the middleman and take
1: control of your money. At our two-day training session, you'll learn how business principles from the Bible, combined with our powerful skill sets for stock trading, can give you the ability to make informed financial decisions for your family. Having control can give you peace of mind even in an uncertain market, because nobody cares as much about your hard-earned money as you do. New Venture on Wall Street. Build your legacy.
5: Coming to the Hilton Garden in Waltham, January 8th and 9th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to nvows.com. That's nvows.com.
6: Now at Sullivan Tire and Auto Service through December 31st, get a $70 mail-in rebate with the purchase of any four BF Goodrich tires in stock. We stock quality BF Goodrich tires for whatever you drive, like the BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2 or the Advantage TA, all at great prices and in stock now at Sullivan Tire. And at Sullivan Tire, we'll keep your car running right all winter long. Stop in for our thorough factory-scheduled maintenance check. Our ASE-certified technicians will check out your battery and charging system, radiator antifreeze, Inspect your tires and air pressure, brakes, all system fluids, steering and suspension, belts, hoses, the exhaust system, exterior lights, wiper blades, and more. Right now, don't miss the chance to drive home on a new set of quality BF Goodrich tires and save $70 by mail in rebate now through December 31st. Sullivan Tire and Auto Service is your BF Goodrich headquarters. This is a dealer funded promotion. See SullivanTire.com or visit a Sullivan Tire location for complete details.
7: great molasses flood of 1919 they were there the prue pierces the skyline 1964 they were there 2004 boston baseball reigns supreme again They were there. They were there when Starro Drive opened in 1951. And when the first flight landed at Logan in 1923, they were there. They've been here for a 100 years of Boston. Uniquely Boston, city of Boston Credit Union. Membership's open to anyone living or working in Suffolk or Norfolk counties. And when it comes to loans, when you need a loan... There's no place like City of Boston Credit Union. They are there. They're for you. Home loans, vehicle, tuition, energy and personal. City of Boston Credit Union, 617-635-4545. City of Boston Credit Union is NMLS number 403-469. Equal housing lender. Visit cityofbostoncu.com for more. City of Boston Credit Union. Uniquely, Boston.
8: Listening to the Car Doctor Program with AAA's very own John Paul. We'd like to take this moment to wish you and your family a very fun, joyful, and safe Merry Christmas. Be safe traveling out there, and from all of us here at the Car Doctor Program, we wish you a very Merry Christmas.
3: Bow of the boat. Stockings are filled with sunshine rays. It's Christmas in Blue Chair Bay. There's lights up in every palm. My soul, like the sea, is calm. Tonight we're going to the boat
1: parade. It's Christmas in Blue Chair Bay. Not sure exactly where Blue Chair Bay is, but I think I'm going there. Maybe not this year. Maybe next year.
9: I'll
1: go to the boat parade. We'll be okay. I've seen a boat parade in I think it's Fort Lauderdale or something. Or yeah, yeah. I love that sort of stuff. Well, I want to talk about the car that got me here today, and that's the Chrysler 300. The Chrysler 300 is a large four-door sedan that comes in four trim levels, rear wheel or all-wheel drive, and can be powered by a choice of a 3.6-liter V6 or a 5.7-liter Hemi V8 engine. Both engines are made into an eight-speed automatic transmission. Our road road test was in the all-wheel drive 300, powered by the V6 engine. The 300 is a large car with plenty of room for five adults. There's a generous amount of head and leg room in the front seat. The rear seat can get a bit tight if the front seats are pushed all the way back. In addition, very tall passenger, may find the headroom a bit tight. The seats are comfortable and supportive with a slightly sporty, firm bolstering. So you, you know that you're not just sitting on a soft, squishy seat. There's a little bit of support The controls are nicely laid out with a very intuitive design. Climate control, sound system, and other major systems are very easy to navigate through. This is probably one of my favorite design uh, dashboards and instrument panels. It's got knobs and buttons, and even the electronic touchscreen stuff is very easy to use. I like it a lot. There's a decent-sized glove box, large center console, decent cup holders, a couple of small bins. The interior materials in our test car had a nice upscale look and feel. The heated steering wheel and seats were nice on a cold morning, as was the remote start. Uh, You hit the remote starter button, you can program the steering wheel to get warm, the seats to get warm. Kind of nice. The trunk was uh, roomy at just a little over 16 cubic feet. Uh, about average size for a car. The size not huge, but uh, decent size. Safety is addressed with the latest features, anti-lock brakes, traction, stability control, front side airbags, side curtain bags, a driver knee airbag, a rear view camera, and active head restraints. On the road, this uh, Chrysler 300 with the V6 engine performs well, developing 294 horsepower. This translates into plenty of muscle to merge onto a busy highway or past slow-moving traffic. The engine is quiet with just enough rumble to let you know it's there. Uh, there's almost, like I said, almost 300 horsepower under the hood. To reach 60 miles an hour with the all wheel drive version takes about seven seconds. If 292 horsepower isn't enough, you can move up to the Hemi V8, which pumps out nearly 400 horsepower. The HP transmission is uh, just about a perfect match to the six cylinder engine, always seems to be in the right gear. The handling is quite good for a large sedan on quick turns, the so 300 stays flat and hugs the road. The steering's light at low speed, firms up nicely on. At, up on the highway, the brakes are excellent with good feedback and bring. And uh, uh, research shows it can bring this car to a stop from 60 miles an hour at about 120 feet. The cabin's also quiet with uh, little road or wind noise disturbing the driving experience. The bottom line, the Chrysler 300 has a commanding presence. It looks the way an American car should. And maybe I'm just buying into the advertising, but it has an attitude that seems to be missing from cars these days. It has kind of a squared-off look with a bit of an elegant design, and upscale interior, and in a powerful choice of engines and New England weather-taming all-wheel drive, the 300 in my book is a winner. If you would like to join us, our phone number is 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030. Jay called in and said the email, email address for precision stereo repair is old stereo at com. old stereo at hotmail.com if you want to give them a call and get your old car stereo fixed uh, they will be happy to take care of it for you and i want to thank uh, dave and the crew for last week at auto toys over in randolph if you're looking for that last minute uh gift you know they have those all pre-wrapped Remote car starters. So it's a remote car starter, real remote car starter in a box. It's just an old, it's old stock or it's a advertising demos kind of things. But it gives somebody something to open. And so they unwrap the package, which Dave wraps for you. Or maybe one of his guys. Might be Jason wraps them. But somebody wraps them. And uh, so you get this little box to take home. It's all wrapped up. And then when whoever you're giving it to gets to open it, they see a remote car starter And then you go back and you have the real one put in. But it's just it's kind of a neat little feature that he's been doing for years. And uh, this morning, I think it was uh, just above freezing, at least at my house. And, uh, you know, having a remote car starter would be a good thing. So it might be something you might want to consider. We're talking about things for sale, and Car Gurus is a place where you can find things for sale. But uh, interesting, a, a Ford worker in Ohio was charged with stealing tire sensors and selling them on eBay, according to a report. A Cleveland area auto worker has been indicted for allegedly stealing thousands of tire sensors at a Ford plant and selling them on eBay, causing a brief interruption in vehicle production. I guess it was stealing so many they couldn't put them in the cars and trucks. According to a report on the website at Newsnet 5, an ABC affiliate TV station in Cleveland, this uh, employee from Sheffield, Ohio, faces felony theft receiving stolen property charges related to his alleged theft of Ford original equipment tire sensors from the Ford's Avon Lake assembly plant. Avon Lake police told the TV station that based on his records, he, he... he estimated approximately 5,000 sensors were, stole, were sold, and Ford estimates that about 8,000 were missing. The detective said uh, parts could cost auto dealers up to $100, but he allegedly sold them all over the world on eBay uh, and charged customers in the 10 to $20 range. He added that the auto parts were sold internationally, including Germany. It was very good value to buy that uh, this at the price he was selling it, according to the news report. The station noted at one point so many sensors were missing from the Ford factory, they were forced to halt production briefly. That's basically what got the attention of Ford. The police detective told uh, uh, Newsnet they had flown, um, they had them flown from Michigan to get the um, assembly line moving again. A Ford spokesman uh, declined comment because it uh, is part of an ongoing investigation. But uh, police said uh, Ford estimated the value of the stolen items at more than half a million dollars. So I guess that goes to show you don't be careful what you buy on the Internet, on eBay and so forth. So our phone number is 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. Let's go talk to uh, John. Good morning, John. Uh, good morning, John Paul. Thank uh,
10: you for taking my call. Well,
1: thanks for being I have, there.
10: I have a kind of unusual question for you. I have an 01 Winstar band with seven, under 70,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. I was driving it. I just got off the highway, and uh, the rear axle let go on it. Yeah. And I ended up taking it to a sh- my regular shop, and he says, listen, it's a recall thing. So uh, we had it taken over to the uh, Ford dealer. And uh, I just got word from them yesterday, well, last night, that uh, Ford doesn't want to cover any additional damages like the ABS, the brakes, the shock, which were, you know, not in the best of the conditions, but, uh, you know, I don't think that they were original mm. on the car itself. But what, what they, they said, because they had sent out a number of notices on it, and, uh, you know, we didn't act on the
1: notice itself, that, uh, you know, the uh, additional damage was on us. Uh, well, I, don't, I uh, don't know that that's really the case. I don't think they were going to cover any of that extra stuff anyway. Okay. Um, i i 'm not that familiar with i i mean i know i know all all about the issue with it, but i 'm not that familiar with the um, with what happens, but I know for instance on the Toyota products uh, where the frames rusted out and they actually had to replace the frame mm-hmm. um, in those cars. what they would do is they would try to be reasonable, so if they could unbolt things and do it fairly easily. They, you know, it was all part of the repair. But if a brake line was a little rusty and they went to move it and it started to crack or a shock absorber mount was so rusty they couldn't pull it apart. Um, or even even a, an exhaust system or a gas tank that was in poor condition. You you paid for the part in that case. I don't believe you paid for the labor because they are going to have to they're going to have to unbolt all that stuff anyway. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So okay. I, I don't. Think that's I don't think they're doing anything that's not you know that unusual, and they had to they have to do a, um you know a, a fair amount. Um, while we're talking here, I'm trying to find uh, something that says uh, you know that goes into it. Let's see, Ford's voluntarily recalling uh, 99 or 2003 wind stars to address concerns relating to subframe co- corrosion. Um. Let's see, the vehicle is not in the... pro. there's others that could be done. Uh, Reinforcement, there's a bracket that uh, they'll replace if necessary. Subframe replacement, Ford will pay for up to two days of a vehicle rental if needed, except for fuel while the vehicle's at the dealership. Um, If it's... Yeah, I was just... I was trying to see whether it talks about any other... Mm -hmm. Any other... Any other product. Yeah, um... What's the problem? What do you think the value of replacing or doing what they what they do for the fix
10: on that there, if they had to replace the axle itself? What do you think the value of that is?
1: You mean how much does it cost?
10: Yeah. What, what do you think Ford pays them to do it as a recall?
1: Because
10: um... basically, you know, I'm looking then I'm going to be without a van that has some value. Well, it had a lot of value to me because it had low mileage and, you know, it had some, you know, rust issues on it. Mm-hmm. but. It was a basic, you know, uh, basic transportation vehicle it got me back and forth to work, and you know, running around and everything else. And
1: uh, labor, and labor time—it's about a f- half-day job. Okay. So, and then you know, on top of you know, on top, and I was surprised it was only that little. But it says uh, subframe cannot be repaired. Perform inspection. Install new subframe. This includes two tenths of an hour for. They need to take pictures, I guess. But it's about four out it's about four hours worth of labor, so um you know, and then plus the cost of the part. And also one thing that you shouldn't have to pay for apparently is some exhaust work. So if they need to replace an exhaust flange or something like that. So um Yeah, so I mean it's it's you know, it's I bet it's a close to a two thousand dollar repair that Ford's you know, Ford's Paying, you know, their share of.
10: Yeah, so, well, I got my answer anyways, then. Yeah,
1: I. you know, I I would, you know, if you've been happy with the van, is doing everything you need to do, and you have to put some of your own money into some of those extra parts, and you can drive it for another five years, why not?
10: Yeah. Well, again,
1: thank you very much. Okay. I
10: listen to your program all the time, in and out of the car. I drive
1: for a living. Oh, I appreciate so always,
10: it. Uh, you know, you catch pieces of it as you're going, you know, dropping people off and things. And again, thank
1: you. And Merry All, right. All right. Merry Christmas, John. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030. Did you find a find a funny cat video over there or something? <laughs> Let's talk to Robert on line one. Robert, you still there? Robert. Hi, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I know, I just
5: wanted to wish you, your family staff at
1: AAA and at the radio station and merry christmas well i don't really have a lot of staff here here at AAA, but thank you <laughs> Sorry, uh, i think i actually work for marita so uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway i i i appreciate that uh you know and uh you know it's uh you know one of these days i'll have to start christmas
5: shopping yeah uh, i just uh i heard some uh might be a uh, Ford dealer. They were talking about their competition that Chevrolet may be going to uh, aluminum bodies as the Ford. Did you hear anything
1: about that? I, You know, everybody's talking about doing something like that and, and GM, has had, GM has had a kind of long history of aluminum components. Hmm. Uh, you look under uh, uh, the newest Corvette and you're going to find a lot of aluminum components in there. So that doesn't surprise me. Uh, some Manufacturers are going to aluminum and some are going to lightweighting using uh, steel, kind of this weird steel and plastic mix. Uh, we had, uh, there's a local company here in New England called Nano Steel and they blend a lightweight steel so it still works like steel, it bends like steel, it welds like steel but it's actually much lighter than steel, and I know Chrysler and some of GM was looking at that nano steel product. So I wouldn't be surprised. I, you know, I think everybody's waiting to see how Ford does. The yeah. problem is aluminum is more expensive, so yeah. they, they have to figure out how to make it cheaper. Yeah. they
5: Of course, the salesman's trying to tell me, "Oh no, it's cheaper to, to fix and this, that, and the other thing. Cheaper to insure. I'm not buying
1: that." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not it's, yet, yeah. Yeah. It may not. It may not always be. Uh, you know they they designed it in such a way that when it crashes that it's going to be safe. But they also designed it that uh, they thought of that. They didn't just make stuff out of aluminum and then say, "Oh, now we got to figure out how to fix it." So they right. kind of had that part figured out. But it's um, but is it? You know, the body shops have to learn new techniques and the right. dealerships yeah. have to learn new techniques. And you know, some of it's some some of uh, the components that would be formally welded. Uh, are actually sort of this industrial size pop rivet and glue, which, which I guess has been working out really well. So yeah. you, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see. It's all about everybody's trying to, you know, make the, you know, make the gas mileage, uh, you know, the whatever is going to be forty five miles to the gallon by year twenty twenty five, and uh, you know, one, one of the only ways you can do that and still have a full-size vehicle is to try to make them light and efficient so you make the engines smaller but yet they have to be powerful but you try to make the bodies a little bit lighter and you know if they get lighter they get more efficient while we're standing here i was looking out the window and a a full-size brand new gmc pickup truck just pulled in you know crew cab Yeah, yeah and uh you know they you know they just they get Pretty good gas mileage today compared to 15 years ago, but you know they're still not getting 30 miles per gallon, no, and right. that's and that's what they got to look at.
5: Yeah, you just wonder though if they'll, if they'll lighten the body up and advertise that, but are they adding weight somewhere else down low in a chassis for rigidity and whatever? Well,
1: they they have they have done a really good job over the past 10 years. They have done a really good job firming up the frame of the vehicle because I remember um, back. Probably It was probably 10 years ago. Ford came up with a fully boxed-in frame that was heavy, uh, but it was rugged as can be, and they compared it to some others. And as much as I like Toyota products, look at a Toyota pickup truck going down the road, and look at when it hits a bump how much the body, the bed shakes from the cab of the vehicle, and it does that because the frame is actually flexing a little bit. And yeah. then look at the same chevrolet or or ford product and you won't see that same amount of flex so um you know I, i'm sure if you talk to the engineer at toyota they'd say oh we do that on purpose because we want the truck to be more flexible i don't sure. know but Which yeah is yeah well in some cases yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah.
5: yeah the uh that eight speed automatic and nines and tens that's probably another way to
1: yeah, it, you know, and I like the idea of real gears rather than the CVT, the con- yeah, continually yeah, variable yeah. transmissions. Uh, in theory, they work better. I, I, I mean, this Chrysler I'm driving today with the eight-speed transmission, it shifts really, really smooth. You don't, even if you, you know, step on it, I yeah. think it skips a couple of gears in between, but it's just kind of good feel to it but when it shifts gears.
5: You can hear it changing. Gears, yeah,
1: exactly. Right? And and you know, it's not, having something that sounds like a snowmobile. But, yeah, yeah, it just doesn't have the same feel, and they can and they can dial in shifts. They can kind of fake their way through the shift, so it feels like it. Yeah. But you know, and and who knows? Maybe that's the wave of the future, and I'm too old. I don't yeah, know. I I do like the.
5: I have you know because they
1: currently have a Ram, and mm-hmm. I, I really like that transmission. Yeah, no, it's it's been it's been a good solid transmission. So, yeah. hey, Robert, thanks, hey, and thank uh, Merry Christmas. Me thank you. All right, take bye care. Bye bye. If you'd like to call in and wish us a Merry Christmas, that's okay, too. We're okay with that. Uh, Volkswagen discloses the origin of the diesel deception, it says here. And this is a little bit old. I think this is about a week old. Volkswagen said today that engineers installed illegal emission software on the diesel engine sold in the United States after initially finding it impossible to meet the tough U.S. limits on nitrogen oxide emissions. The disclosure made early today by Volkswagen chairman uh, in a press conference in Germany marks the first time the company has explained the origins of the crisis. They said the company still believes a comparatively small number of employees were directly responsible. I've talked to a lot of people about this, and they really say it's it's more of the engineers just not being able to admit defeat. They're like, well, we can't do it, so we're going to cheat. The key finding is that we're not talking about a one-off mistake, but a whole chain of mistakes. that was not interrupted at any point along the timeline. Uh, the illegal uh, two-liter software routes traced back to 2003, 2005 when Volkswagen made a dis- strategic decision to launch a large-scale promotion of diesel vehicles in the United States. At that time, U.S. regulators, limiting the amount of nitrogen oxide, w- were far more stringent than those in Europe. Engineers were working to develop a new two-liter engine for the U.S. market. Uh, but they were una- unable to comply with the this uh, NOx standard, no- oxides and nitrogen standard. In turn, the engineers developed software that contained two emission strategies. One to yield low NOx in lab tests and another in real-world driving that produced significantly higher numbers. Looking back, they're sorry. We regrettably have to recognize that the developers involved in the project quite simply could not find a way to meet the tougher standards. Or at least they could not find a way at a time frame that they felt that was meaningful. The, uh, and the worst part is we all feel a little deceived because everybody loved the diesels. Including me. It was a great car. It still is a great car. Uh, Volkswagen has changed course launching uh, the on the 2012 TDI with the second generation. Uh, it had its own aftermarket treatment. Uh, yet the software with the calibrated one emission setting for the lab and another one continued to be used, even though I don't think it was really necessary. Later down the line, when effective technical solutions could reduce NOx emissions became available, these solutions were not, in fact, used as they should have been. And I don't know what would would happen. I guess maybe they're going to wait until they got caught, and when they get caught... Or maybe they were going to wait until they actually had a fix, and then they'd have people come in for a sort of a recall, and then say, "Oh, by the way, we um, we made a little change to your car. Might feel different." I don't know. Honda and Toyota models top insurances' safest car list. Volkswagen is third. Toyota Motor Corporation, Honda, and Volkswagen had the uh, most models rated. Among the safest U.S. cars at the year-end review, Toyota led the industry with nine models on the Institute's list, uh, followed by Honda with eight, Volkswagen with seven. Fiat Chrysler Automobiles had the only U.S.-made car on the list. That was the smaller version of what I'm driving, the Chrysler 200. A total of 48 cars and SUVs got the Institute's uh, safest car designation called uh, Top Safety Pick. Toyota's vehicles on the list range from the $16,000 Scion i8 to the Lexus RC. Honda models included the Accord, Acura RDX, uh, Volkswagen vehicles with a Jetta, Passat, and Audi A3. I don't see my Beetle on there anywhere. Recommendations from the group, which uh, was funded by the insurance industry, are followed by car shoppers and automakers alike. It's a pretty tough test. They do these uh, off, uh, off-angle angled fixed barriers at 40 miles an hour a little bit faster than some of the others. So, uh, Automatic braking was added in. Uh, in the insurance industry rating, some models that got the IIHS I, 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 top safety designation last year fell off the list of uh, 2016 models because the Institute shifted its minimum criteria from acceptable, its second highest rating, to good, uh, its highest rating. The models also had to offer automatic braking, crash avoidance technology that will slow or stop the vehicle if it senses an impending collision well our buddy Rick called in and said commercials showing SUVs and Jeeps driving through the snow and handling well where and when do they film that before winter hits to show commercials before winter good question I don't know I assume they do them late last year So they do sort of 2016. And they might even, you know, they they may even, you know, there are parts of the country that have gotten significant snow already. uh, But they may even have some very limited production number, almost prototype or or early production vehicles that they still were able to capture and get out there and put in the snow. And sort of, uh, you know, sort of secret, I guess. Um, But I, I would... Unless it was an all-new model, you know, the 2016 Chrysler 300 doesn't look a lot different than the 2015 Chrysler 300. So there may be some wheel changes, color changes, trim changes that they can put on a uh, last year's model, make it look like a this year's model, and show it handling in the winter. But some of it is done in pretty real time. I know here uh, some of, like, the New England Ford dealer stuff was actually done during the wintertime. So... And put together very quickly to get it done. Why don't we take another break? When we come back, we might have some auto show tickets to give away. We're going to do it pretty easily, too. I think we're just going to give them away. Our phone number six one seven seven seventy 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030. We'll be right back.
9: Sliding all the way, I need new piston rings. I need some new snow tires. My car is held together by a piece of chicken wire. Oh, rust and smoke, the heaters broke, the door just flew away. I light a match to see the dash, and then I start to pray. The frame is bent, the muffler went, the radio—it's okay. Oh, what fun it is to drive this rusty Chevrolet! I went to the IGA to get some Christmas cheer. I just passed up my left front tire and it's getting hard to steer. speeding down the highway, right past the Nagani Pops. I had to drag my swamper to get the car to stop. For oh, rust and smoke, the heaters broke, the door just blew away. I lie a mask to see the desk, and then I start to pray. pray to the frame is bent, the muffler went, the radio, oh, it's okay. Oh what
6: fun it is to drive this rusty several
0: lake. W R O L Boston
6: now at Sullivan Tire and Auto Service through December 31st, get a $70 mail-in rebate with the purchase of any 4 BF Goodrich tires in stock. We stock quality BF Goodrich tires for whatever you drive, like the BF Goodrich All-Terrain T/A KO2 or the Advantage T/A, all at great prices and in stock now at Sullivan Tire. And at Sullivan Tire, we'll keep your car running right all winter long. Stop in for our thorough factory scheduled maintenance check. Our ASE certified technicians will check out your battery and charging system, radiator antifreeze, inspect your tires and air pressure brakes all system fluids steering and suspension belts hoses the exhaust system exterior lights wiper blades and more right now don't miss the chance to drive home on a new set of quality bf goodrich tires and save 70 dollars by mail-in rebate now through december 31st sullivan tire and auto service is your bf goodrich headquarters this is a dealer funded promotion see SullivanTire.com or visit a sullivan tire location for complete details
8: here with mike from coastal heating and air conditioning mike i have to ask do you recommend eliminating the need for oil in your home and why
6: i'm going to speak from my personal
2: experience i was calling the oil man at least three times a year at a minimum of 800 a shot so when i put the mitsubishi in i eliminated him completely and
6: if you have forced hot air oil system we all know what it smells like when it turns on and we know the noise it makes So, if you eliminate that and put in the indoor units,
2: you'll actually clean the air in your home. You will have no smell whatsoever, and again,
6: with no noise. So, it actually purifies the air. They have allergenic filters in them. So, anyone that has breathing issues, they claim this will take care of it.
8: Wow. Call Mike at Coastal today at 617-770-0636 for all of your heating and air conditioning needs.
11: It's Dave from Auto Toys in Randolph again. This year, don't get stressed about that perfect gift. Let Auto Toys take care of it for you. Remote car starters, Bluetooth for your music and your phone, window tinting, CD players, touchscreen radios with Pandora and iHeartRadio, lighting upgrades, and more. A remote car starter is about as perfect of a gift as it gets. Warming up your car in advance is great for you and good for your car. We do all types of vehicles. We even pre-wrap the gift for you, and all the information on how to get it installed is in the box. Starting at $179, for a perfect price on your vehicle, call us at 781-961-9800 or email us at autotoys1 at gmail.com. That's 781-961-9800. Merry Christmas from all of us at Auto Toys.
8: Listening to the Car Doctor Program with AAA's very own John Paul. We'd like to take this moment to wish you and your family a very fun, joyful, and safe Merry Christmas. Be safe traveling out there, and from all of us here at the Car Doctor Program, we wish you a very Merry Christmas.
0: WROL Boston.
1: Welcome back to the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston. If uh, you remember, you can always listen to us online, WROLradio.com, or any of the other smart Internet sites like TuneIn and iHeartRadio and all those kind of things. I think we're all there, too. Let's uh, give out the phone number again, 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. Let's talk to Bill.
4: Hello, Bill. Bill. Hello, John. Bill. Yes. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2001 Toyota Tacoma pickup truck. Yes, sir. Uh, I got a clunk when I take off from a very, you know, very slow start. I hear a clunk, and then it goes away, and I don't hear it anymore.
1: Hmm. Does it actually happen when you take off or when you take your foot off the brake?
4: Uh, when I take off.
1: Hmm.
4: Hmm. Yeah, not, no, not when I... Take up, yeah, because
1: because some some pickup trucks and and where the drive shaft either slides together or slides on oh. the end of the on the end of the transmission, it'll, it'll, it'll um, actually bind up there a little bit. So when you step on the brake, the body kind of lifts up a little, and as soon as you take your foot off the brake and step on the gas, you're actually feeling the drive shaft kind of thunking up against the splines on the transmission. You're right. Yeah. So if it's not that. Then we got to think: What else can it be that can move? That would move when you go to take off. That would clunk. Providing it's not anything, you know, not anything silly like there's a baffle and a muffler that moves when you accelerate or something like that. So, well,
4: you know, I have read a lot of uh, the literature, and it, what, what it points out, and I'm not sure it is. It points out the pinion gear and the rear end, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not sure it is that. But yeah, uh,
1: yeah, that would, and, and it would probably be. It it would probably not even be the pinion gear, it'd probably be the side gears or side bearings that were just causing the, the pinion or the ring gear to shift a little bit. Of uh, the spider gears? Yeah. So okay. but even at that, um you know, you're looking at a pretty big job to get in there and Well,
4: I'm thinking of swapping the whole thing
1: out. Yeah. I think at this point though. Uh, is it is it a real significant thunk?
4: I mean, is it no, enough? No, it's no? not. But I think it's going to be. It's, yeah. Uh, you know, it's probably just going to get worse.
1: Well, they, they usually always do.
4: Right.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think, though, you know, I I, I would want to make sure it's nothing like a control arm, like a rear control arm that's shifting. Or, you know, I'd, I'd want to get it up on a lift somewhere where, uh, or... You know where everything's hanging a little bit, where you can kind of get under there with a bar and try to move things and make sure there's okay. make sure there's not um, anything that's supposed to hold the rear end in place that is got some wear in it that's causing some movement. And if you know if that's not the case, then it's internal, probably internal to the rear end. And if that's the case, I don't know. I'd probably let it make noise until it got really loud. Okay, it might last five more years.
4: Yeah, it's a nice it really is a nice
1: truck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I hate like heck to get rid of it. Yeah. No, I mean they're 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 good trucks and they're nice size trucks. They're handy as can be. So Yeah, I think but I think it you know rather than you know swap out the whole rear end now with another one that you know, I I'd wait a little. I'd give it a little time and see what happens. Okay, thanks John. Okay. All right, All right. take care. Bye-bye. 617-770-3030 617-770-3030 how you get through and talk to us about your car and your car problems. Um, Audi says they reportedly have a simple fix for their diesel engines that didn't work so well. They say uh, they have a swift, straightforward, customer-friendly solution. Um, Audi announced that the 3-liter turbo diesel had... uh, three previously undisclosed auxiliary emissions control devices, including one that is potentially considered a defeat dev- device. At the time, the German automaker claimed it could repair the problem with just a software update. Even before Audi's disclosure of the emissions uh, control devices, Environmental Protection Agency issued a notice of violation against the 3-liter turbo diesel for allegedly having software defeat devices, and the agency later expanded the scope to any vehicle with the engine from 209 to 2016, the affected models uh, include engines in the Touareg and the Porsche Cayenne. New diesel versions of these vehicles have a stop sale, so they can't sell them until they make sure they're tested and fixed. Audi offered owners of the affected vehicles the same $1,000 Goodwill package that... uh, Parent company, Volkswagen, offered to its diesel owners. So if you own one of these, the money split up into a $50, $500 gift card and $500 to spend at the dealer. The package also comes with extended roadside assistance. I've talked to a bunch of diesel owners who have these, who have these uh, Volkswagen diesels, and none of them want to have them fixed. They really don't. They want to leave them just the way they are there. They seem less concerned about air pollution and more concerned about... Uh, More concerned about how well their cars drive. So you want to buy an all-wheel drive Toyota Prius? Well, you're not going to. Not here yet. Uh, The fourth generation Toyota Prius went on sale in Japan this week, uh, complete with the all-wheel drive version, arriving just in time for a snowy driving. Toyota expects to sell about 30,000 all-wheel drive variants in its home market, but don't expect to see them anytime soon here. Despite the increasing popularity of all-wheel drive passenger cars in the U.S., um, I guess they're not going to sell them here. The company is studying a possible U.S. launch, but had nothing has been decided. Um, Toyota expects to sell about 150,000 of the Priuses a year in Japan and about 10 to 20% will be these electronic all-wheel drive version. The system, which includes a second motor inverter and drive shaft, adds about 150 pounds. While the system is similar to an electric all-wheel drive system used in Alexis Lexus RX and Toyota RAV4 crossovers, the power is way different. While the crossovers get a 50-kilowatt motor, the Prius hatchback gets one generating only 5.3 kilowatts. So it's more there for help. In the all-wheel drive Prius, the car always starts from a standstill in four-wheel drive mode, then shifts to front-wheel drive for cruising. But when it encounters snow or other conditions, uh, back wheels click on again to provide additional traction. We'll have to wait and see. I I probably get an email every couple weeks about somebody looking for an all-wheel drive hybrid. And right now, there's not a lot of choices in an affordable version. There are are some. I mean, you go buy a Lexus RX or uh, something like that. But uh, really, right now, that's the... um, It's the uh, Subaru XV. Let's talk to Paul in Braintree. Hello, Paul.
12: Hi, good morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well. Uh, I'm not sure I have a continuing problem. I have a 2009 Mazda, and I had uh, the front brakes uh, replaced uh, about September, Mm -hmm. August. Mm -hmm. And uh, every time I hit the brakes, I felt uh, a really strange sensation, almost like it was pulling, but it was like scoring. That's what happened. I hmm. Brought it back, and um, apparently the pad was scoring the drum. If I get it correct, mm-hmm. uh, they replaced it. Now I'm feeling the same thing. Now it's uh, mid December. Uh, replaced, I would say, probably yeah, as I said in October. Um, is there a chance it could be defective again, or would there be something else? My left, it, I feel my left front uh, brake or tire.
1: Uh, was it the it? same? Was it the same side side last time? Yeah, same size. Hmm. Hmm. I I guess anything's possible. I mean, there has been there has been a, a couple of you know premature brake wear issues on that. They came up with a new brake pad set and a shim set. Now, if for some reason those pieces didn't get put in, that might be part of it. There was also a, kind of a weird. You know, um, uh, and, and uh, why I'm a little more familiar with this is I work with somebody who has the same car. And mm-hmm. um, and they, there was a kind of weird clicking, popping, weird noise thing that was going on. Um, and they came out with a second set of brake pads for that and uh, came out with some new, uh, the pins that hold the calipers in place. They came up with a new set of guide pins and lubricant to try to hold everything in place. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's, um, it's, it's worth, it's certainly worth having them look at it to find out, find out what's going on. The, the brakes have been, you know, they, there have been a few different, uh, updates and changes. They went from a hard brake pad to a soft brake pad and then they, (coughs) then they ran into this kind of, uh, sticking caliper issue. So, um it, it was a
12: mass tire, and they, they showed me, actually. Yeah. I think it was, the, It
1: was apparently,
12: when they manufactured it, it wasn't,
1: they oh, had okay. a, a
12: couple of rough spots on it. Oh, all right. And that was scoring, and that's what no, I that feel. That was scoring and, the brake rotor, okay. Yeah, uh, it stops. It yep. stops okay. Yeah. But it, um, it's a real sensation that comes up through the steering wheel, mm. and sometimes through my brake pad. It's, it's really hard to define mm. where I feel it, but I do. Um, so i 'll just take it back i mean yeah know, i would take I would it. take it
1: back yeah. and have them look at it and you know and and they may see something, but they, what they need to be pretty specific about is um, the factory pads had a shim kit that came with it, and also to make sure that the the caliper slides aren 't sticking and see right. yeah and it could be that if the calipers it's there 's two pins that kind of hold the caliper assembly in place, and if the if it's sticking a little bit, the 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 caliper is going to push on the pad unevenly, which could cause part of it, maybe.
12: Yeah, it feels like you know, a rubbing sound. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a sensation that my tire isn't properly inflated? Yeah, That's the only yeah.
1: way I can Yeah, it. and it it very well could be the pads <laughs> rubbing on an edge of the brake rotor, and yeah. you know, and maybe the I hate to say it for them, but maybe the fix is. A new set of rotors, and a new set of pads, and start from the beginning again. Yeah, I
12: know. I mean, yeah. I hate the, you know, well, they're under a warranty for yeah. them, so I want yeah. I don't want to wait too long. Yeah, no, uh-huh. I'd go.
1: I'd, I'd go back and. How have, long
12: is a warranty usually on on these
1: things for that? Well, I mean, usually what happens, uh, hard parts like uh, you know calipers and so forth, they they can tend to have a, uh, they might even have a lifetime warranty. Oh. Pads, on the other hand, generally have some sort of a wear warranty, but usually it's in the forty thousand mile range. What happens with brake pads is it's sort of um, dependent on you the driver but if something went wrong with the caliper well then then you're not responsible for that
12: yeah i know the i was told my brakes will probably the rear brakes probably need to be done but that they can wait for the spring that wouldn't have caused it
1: no but you know when the only thing that really bothered me a little bit is when you said my i can feel it in the brake pedal sometimes Mm -hmm. because that's usually more reflective of the rear brakes So, but if you're feeling it in the steering wheel and you're hearing it, that's usually the front. So, you know, what I, if I was the technician at Mass Tire, I'd bring your car in, I'd take all the wheels off, I'd check and see how the brakes look, I'd spin everything, I'd want to make sure I don't see anything that looks like it was rubbing or hitting, you know, and it can be, it could even be something a little goofy like, um, the uh, you know there's there's a, a dust shield that sits behind the brake rotor and maybe it's hitting up against the edge of the rotor and just when you step on the brakes enough it's enough to flex so I you know a courtesy inspection to bring it in and check it all out I you know I think they would do that in a minute.
12: Well, one thing I did notice and that I didn't have I didn't notice on my original uh, factory installed brakes is that the there's a rust forming on the on the on the uh, the,
1: the, what's the the, the... the face of the rotor itself? The face I mean? of the rotor itself.
12: Yeah. And I never had that before. Um, and I have no idea why. Is it just a different company?
1: Um, and, yeah, I mean, it could be, um, you know, could be, you know, the brake rotors you have now have more iron in them than the other ones had, you know less and more of something else that didn't... Okay. I mean, it's nothing like to worry Yeah. About. I mean, I, I of all the new cars I drive, I look sometimes, and I swear, I, they sit overnight and they come out and they're brown. Yeah. You know, and then you drive it a little bit and the rust wears right off. And when I replaced the rotors on my car, um, the factory rotors actually rusted pretty quickly if the car sat for a couple of days, the replacement rotors, I was looking at them like, oh, these, these don't rust at all. But about six months into it, they started to rust just like well, the other ones. So
12: old hubcaps are great. Yeah. That,
1: you high. never got to see any of that stuff. You're yeah. right.
12: <laughs> so, you Thank you. very all much. All right. Take <laughs> Merry care Merry now. Yeah. Merry Thank Christmas you. to you as well.
1: Right. Why don't we take another break? And I have seven pairs of tickets to give away pairs of two to give away to the Boston Auto Show. And the Boston Auto Show is going to take place, and Barbara Putney gets mad at me if I don't give out all the information because she gives me the tickets. So, Boston Auto Show is going to take place Thursday, January 14th through Monday, January 18th. It starts Thursday night from 5 to 10. It runs Friday, 12 to 10, Saturday, 10 to 9, Sunday, 10 to 7, Monday, 10 to 6. And it's going to run Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, it's at the Boston Convention and Exhibition Center, 415 Summer Street in Boston. These tickets are good for one day. If you leave, you have to have your hand stamped. If you want to go out and get some dinner and then come back, you can go do that too. But these are, um, and the show is sponsored by the Boston Globe, Boston.com, which is powered by Car Gurus. Should just mention that. And it's produced by the Paragon Group, which is Barbara Putney and Company over there. So I have seven pairs of tickets for the Boston Auto Show. And all you have to do is call up and say hello. Just a marita. You don't even have to say hello to me unless you want to. But all you have to do is call us up at 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030, and say, can I have a pair of tickets for the Boston Auto Show? And we'll give them to you. That easy. Why do take a break? We'll be right back.
3: My car,
9: police stop my car. The police made me stop. Walk a straight line and blow a balloon up. Police stop my car. Police stop my car. The police made me stop.
3: Walk a straight line and blow a balloon up. They wanna wish me a sober Christmas. There's no open bottles in my car. They wanna wish me a sober Christmas. That's why they always bug me over Christmas.
11: They say they just making sure that there's no open bottles in my car. W R O L Boston Hi, it's Dave from Auto Toys and Randolph again. This year, don't get stressed about that perfect gift. Let Auto Toys take care of it for you. Remote car starters, Bluetooth for your music and your phone, window tinting, CD players, touchscreen radios with Pandora and iHeartRadio, lighting upgrades, and more. A remote car starter is about as perfect of a gift as it gets. Warming up your car in advance is great for you and good for your car. We do all types of vehicles, We even pre-wrapped the gift for you, and all the information on how to get it installed is in the box. Starting at $179, for a perfect price on your vehicle, call us at 781-961-9800 or email us at autotoys1 at gmail.com. That's 781-961-9800. Merry Christmas from all of us at Auto Toys. This is Pastor Craig Olow. Hello, my name is David LeClaire from Grace Ministries. This is Dr.
4: Henry Morris III from the Institute for Creation Research. Marion Skeet, host of Second Wind. I'm Pastor Bill Brace from the Seventh-day Adventist Church of Braintree. Hi, everybody. I'm Liz Walker, pastor
6: of Roxbury Presbyterian Church.
13: This is Pastor Lott of Tremont Temple Baptist Church in
6: downtown Boston. This is Pastor Ron Stevenson of Spring of Water Christian Assembly in Randolph. Hi, this is Prophet Ivan Pless at the Physic Life Church.
4: I'm Pastor Bill Boiler. Jesus
0: is the reason for the season.
6: Oftentimes we see Xmas in place of Christmas. The world has crossed out Christ in Christmas. Please remember the reason for the season is Christ. Keep the fragrance of the memory of Christ fresh in your heart and in your mind.
7: May
0: Jesus be born again in you this Christmas.
4: More importantly, I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
14: On behalf of all of us here at Salem Media Boston, we would like to wish you
7: and yours a Merry Christmas and a Blessed New Year.
4: Help. They poke from their little slots, daring you to walk their gauntlet of colors, joy, and cheer. I can't find anything. You search, read, and glaze over. Everything's the same. Forget the card store. Visit CrossCards.com. CrossCards.com. Share the joy, the love, the fun, and God's inspiration for free.
14: Free? Even animated and
4: interactive e-cards, all yours for the sending. CrossCards.com. Triumph over the card store. This holiday, visit CrossCards.com.
8: You're listening to the Car Doctor Program with AAA's very own John Paul. We'd like to take this moment to wish you and your family a very fun, joyful, and safe Merry Christmas. Be safe traveling out there, and from all of us here at the Car Doctor Program, we wish you a very Merry Christmas. <laughs>
0: W.R.O.L. Boston.
9: Ooh, don't you think it's a pretty good plan? All I want for Christmas is a real good tan.
1: All I want for Christmas is a real good And welcome back to the car doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Austin. And if you're calling in for tickets where Marita's working as fast as she can, you know, she's only one person. So and we taking a call. Did you say? All right. Good morning, Aaron, the car doctor program.
13: Merry
1: Christmas. Merry Christmas. I have a question
13: on a uh, 2008 Ford pickup truck. I change the oil myself all the time, and I only pull the dipstick when I change the oil. And yep. Now the dipstick is frozen in the uh, tube.
1: uh Oh,
13: I was wondering if there's an easy way to get it out without breaking it because it's got a plastic head on it.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I I just uh, spray everything you can. You know, spray a bunch of penetrating oil around the all around the top of it, under it, through it. I've even and I hated to do it, but I even took a, a, a propane torch and heated it once. But I'm always I'm always afraid that I'm going to blow the engine up doing that. But um, but yeah, and you know, t- kind of tapping on it, squeezing the squeezing the dipstick tube a little bit, trying to get it to free up. Like take a pair of. Uh, take a pair of channel locks or something and just sort of squeeze around the top of the tube right where the cap is just under the top of the dipstick that might help um you're just going to be fighting with it that's yeah i mean i i've i remember uh, i remember people would come in with the dipstick tube broken off in the side of the engine block because they you know yanked on it so hard it actually broke down there instead of at the top with a with the uh with a plastic little thing where you stick your finger through so uh, a lot of a lot of uh, gentle persuasion, like I said, I'd maybe try just a little bit of heat. Don't get carried away because you don't want to. If the if the oil for any reason is a little diluted with uh, with gasoline, you know, open flames and all. So, all right,
13: yeah. Uh, I I have another question. Can I ask about the port Fusion transmission? Port? Sure, sure. The uh, my daughter has a Fusion. It's a four cylinder with a five speed transmission. Yep. And, uh, it recommends to change the fluid like at 60,000 miles. hmm And uh, I called up one place, and they said, like, that they put in some sort of a, uh, uh, like, an additive or something, like a cleaner that actually supposedly helps
1: the seals and stuff. Did you ever hear of such a thing as far as flushing it out there and putting in this other no. No, fluid? I, before uh, they... Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's all kinds of novelty stuff like that, but... Um... You know, it's just it 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 probably doesn't do anything. It probably it's probably a little bit of a kerosene based product that that washes some of the you know if there's any built up sludge in there. But I yeah. I just drain I drain it out and just put the factory fluid back in it again.
13: Right. No, yeah. yeah. In other words, I didn't know if it would harm the steels or the. Oil no,
1: oil. I, I'm you know I am not a huge additive guy. So for me, I I don't think I do that. I think yeah. I just. I think I'd just say, look, here's all I want to do. I want to drain out the old fluid and put new fluid in.
13: Yeah, because they, they want they also recommend to change the power steering the rack uh, power steering fluid. Mm. And I said, geez, I've never changed one since I've ever owned a car. But I'm saying, is it different with a rack that you should change it rather than the old power steering setup?
1: I mean, some some manufacturers actually have a recommendation for changing power steering fluid. Most of them don't. You look at it if it's dirty, change it. If it isn't, leave it alone. All right. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately I've known a couple of people who had power steering fluids changed and they've had more problems afterwards than not because, you know, air gets in the system and it's noisy afterwards and, um, really? but you know, and that's just somebody who, you know, bought a new machine and doesn't know how to use it. So, but I think, uh, you know, if the fluid, if the fluid looks to be in good shape, if it looks like power steering fluid, it smells like power steering fluid, leave it in there.
13: Very good. Okay. Thank you very much. All
1: right. Take care. I guess we still have a couple of pairs of tickets to give away. If you uh, were hitting a busy signal, you can try back at 617 770 3030. 617 770 3030. Let's talk to Otis. Paul,
14: how are you this morning? Good.
1: How are you? Good.
14: Strange thing happened last night. All right. T- 2015 Prius V. Love the machine. Uh, I know it rained had it in the garage, pulled it out last night to get out on the street to fix a plumbing problem. We don't have to discuss that. Okay. And all of a sudden, I hear whoop, 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 whoop. Faster I drove, the faster Mm -hmm. the whoop, whoop got. Sounded like it was out of the right rear. Yeah. Pulled over, looked at my tires. Tires seemed to be okay. So I kind of turned around, came home, and used my wife's Route 4. Any idea before I hit the Toyota place?
1: And it made the same noise coming back?
14: Yep, yep. Couldn't good. And good and I said, "Oh, that doesn't sound right." You know, I uh, the car's got uh, ten thousand miles on it. Mm. Ten thousand miles, and I'm going. Also, as the faster I drove, the faster the whoop, 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 whoop came. Oh,
1: I wonder. I mean, I wonder if it's something. I wonder, I, for a minute there, I'm trying to overthink it, but I wonder if it's there's a big nail in a tire or something.
14: Yeah, it sounded more like a like. I mean, could the caliper be stuck? Would that make that kind of whoop, whoop, whoop sound?
1: It's I mean, Possible, but not likely on a 2015.
14: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I drove it the day before. Yeah, didn't hear. I mean, I've been driving it, didn't hear a thing. And All of a sudden, I got to go. What's that sound?
1: Yeah, uh, that's why I'm thinking. You know, I'm I'm thinking it's going to be something obvious. You're gonna you're gonna you know look at the tire spinning around and see a bolt stuck in it or something.
14: Well, I'll, I'll pull it yeah. out of the garage this morning since yeah. I overslept. But I did catch a show, which I do catch Well, every I appreciate that. very much. I
1: appreciate that.
14: Uh, any, any chance for a couple of tickets?
1: Uh, sure. Just uh, We'll put you on hold, and Marita will take care of you.
14: I appreciate it. And okay. by the way, a couple of years ago, I called you about an air conditioning problem in a Volvo. Okay. And the, the AC would work for a couple of minutes, and then no AC. Brought it back to the Volvo dealer, I don't know how many times finally went to a couple guys over in Medford who were unbelievable, and he said, What's the real problem? I said, The real problem is it works for a couple of minutes and then dies. Mm. But you hear the compressor go on and everything. Interestingly enough, and I never called you back and I apologize, in the Volvo compressor round over, it applies to other compressors. I guess there's a piece of bimetal that mm-hmm. tells when to stop. Yep. Well, the compressor would go on, but the bimetal wasn't doing what I guess a piece of bimetal was supposed to do. As soon as they replace the compressor, bingo, had air conditioning again.
1: There you go. Well, that's good to know.
14: Yeah. All Interesting. right. So it sounded like it was working, though it wasn't working.
1: There we go. Stay right there. Marita will, Marita will put you back on hold. And she'll I, get your I, address. I, okay? I, I
14: appreciate you doing right. the show.
1: All right. Thank you. Bye-bye bye now. You. Let's go over to. Let's go over to line two. Good morning. You're on the Kynarct program.
15: Hi, line two. Oh, I'm line two.
1: You are line two.
15: <laughs> Hi, this this is a uh, uh, Adrian on on line two. Question for you. I'm looking at uh, to buy a car. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at the uh, the Yukon XLs and the uh, Suburban. All right. Today's Suburban is unlike the suburban of yesteryear at least in appearance you know what i mean in
1: appearance and driving and interior the Uh old the old ones were trucks the new ones are luxury limousine trucks
15: yes indeed you 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 laid it out quite well um i am the type person who's not interested in a whole lot of fancy electronic uh high-tech uh features is it possible to get uh uh, such uh, cars now SUVs and or what have you, without all of the uh, high tech features. Like a, I like a more old fashioned radio, uh, without not these new fancy mm. things, all the the uh, radiation and uh, the bright bright screen, yeah, and uh, things like that. Is are there people that that you might know about who who deal with or at least even retrofitting? Aftermarket uh, retrofits and things,
1: yeah. The problem is most people want to go the other way. Most people want to take, most people want to buy a, you know, and we'll just say, uh, you know, a Ford pickup truck, and then they want to put the fanciest, you know, car stereo system in it that ever existed.
10: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So most people want to go the other way and want to make them more high tech, more complicated, fancier, rather than the other way that that you want to go. So. Yeah, I don't think I think you're gonna be you know you know, i you know, maybe maybe in the sort of base model of the GMC you might find something and I'd also look at maybe the base model of the Toyota Sequoia.
15: Base model. I'll write yeah. down
1: the word yeah. Yeah. uh Toyota. Toyota Sequoia. Uh-huh. Which is a big SUV type vehicle. But yeah. they they're they're their more basic model might be more fitting your taste. The problem, the problem is these vehicles are so expensive now. When yeah. people spend fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars on a vehicle like this, they expect yeah. to see all of those things in it.
15: Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you there know. is a, a, a kind of a base model, uh, to use your wording there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They they all do have you know they all do have a, a sort of a. a yeah, uh, yeah, call it call it the more basic version, but they're still going to be pretty well-equipped because they're so expensive, and again, people expect to see that. Yeah,
15: I'm looking I'm looking for a used one, too, so that's yeah. a complicated one. Yeah.
1: yeah, and, you know, unfortunately, I think what you're looking for is a nice-riding 1964 International Travel All or something, but, <laughs> but yeah, I don't yeah. But but I, I don't I don't think you're going to find that in anything made from you know 2013 on newer. So okay okay.
15: Well, thank you so. Well, much. Well, thank
1: you, and have a great holiday. Bye bye. You too. Bye. So What's going on? Have we given away all our tickets? We have. Okay. We've done everything we're supposed to do. Hey, this was a pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, holiday gift idea. It's a garage vacuum cleaner. And it's uh, you mounted it on the wall in your garage. It's from uh, Dometic, and it says uh, Cheerios all over your car seats and carpeting. No problem introducing the garage vac, a wall-mounted vacuum cleaner just for your garage. Great suction power, a forty-foot hose, and a tool caddy. Uh, it says if you're looking for a unique gift for car lovers this holiday season, look no further. They've uh, D- Dometic Corporation has unveiled this new. Um, intervac, garage vac, a wall-mounted space-saving vacuum cleaner is designed just for the garage. It's um, It's got this 40-foot hose that kind of winds up pretty easily. A powerful 11-amp motor, two-year warranty. I guess you can buy this in some stores, but you can check out their website, D-O-M-E-T-I-C. And they they make a lot of RV components and things like that, so worth taking a look at. Our friends over at Chrysler wanted to pass something around to me, and it says Drive for Design invites all U.S. high school students in grades 10 through 12 to design the Dodge SRT Hellcat for the year 2015. Prizes include Apple products, a three week summer automotive design course at the College for Creative Studies, all expenses paid trip to Detroit, Auto Rammer, and more. Student entries must be submitted by January 8th. And if you want more information, it's fca drive dot And last year's winner uh, was from New Hampshire. So, um, first place will win an Apple MacBook Pro, three week summer automotive design course at the College for Creative Studies, includes housing, meals, and field trips, three passes to Detroit Auto Rammer at Cobo Center in Detroit, three two day. Three-day, two-night stay in Auburn Hills, Michigan. Includes flights, hotels, and rental cars. Dinner with the design team members. Second and third place, Apple iPad Pro with Apple Pencil. I don't know what the Apple Pencil is, so. I guess think it's some fancy stylus. But the Apple Pro is, the iPad Pro is huge. Big. Three passes to Cobo Hall and all that. But anyway, uh, it's, uh, it's a great contest. Um, the... Uh, I know that we had the folks on from there before, and from the folks at Bridgestone. You want to go to the Winter Classic? Well, I can't help you, but this year, the Bridgestone, Bridgestone is hosting a group from the Boston Boys and Girls Club to attend a special guest at this year's Bridgestone. Winter Classic taking place New Year's Day in Gillette Stadium. In addition to invited to watch the game as VIP guests to root for their hometown Bruins uh, the uh, Boys and Girls Clubs of America will be honored in game and invited to participate in a special open skate session on the uh, Bridgestone NHL Winter Classic Ice and uh, Verizon IndyCar driver uh, James Hinchcliffe is going to be there as well He's a Canadian though He's going to like the Canadians, not the Bruins. I know what happens. Hey, look, there's Paul Sullivan sitting over there, looking like Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho! With shorts.
7: <laughs> it's not winter yet. <laughs> I know. Well, not Almost. yet. Almost another day. Couple, couple days. What's today? The nineteenth, Day? So what? We have two or three. I don't yeah. know. It depends yes. on which weather guy. Yes. Yeah. yeah, So,
1: but yeah, why, why, uh, why not be dressed appropriately? And I mean appropriately. The sun's out. Yeah. It's not too breezy? No. You got a
7: hat on? The, you know, do. The what do you think about this hat? My wife doesn't like this one. Why not? I don't know. It just says, makes me look like Beanie and Beanie and Cecil. Well, well. Another dated reference. Yeah, I know. But well, yeah. you're a hat guy, though. Yeah. Yeah, you like I hats. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I shouldn't wear it inside, though. I teach my kids not to do that. Yeah, but... Uh, it's part of the, you know, uh, I don't know... It's, a, it, you know, it's an Irish cap made in Donegal, so, yeah, so it, it fits the persona. I, I, think, I, I think it's the right thing for here. I, don't, you know. hey, I was thinking of something as, you, as I was driving and listening to the show, and uh, somebody called in and said uh, and asked, how do they film those winter car commercials? Do you have an answer? Because I made well, something up. I, yeah, I, yeah, I could tell that. That's what I was <laughs> thinking about. But um, remember, when it's summer here, it's winter someplace else. That's true. So they Good could point. go someplace else. Where? South America.
1: I don't think it's ever really winter in South America. Lake was snowing.
7: In Alaska.
1: I, I, it snows more. Well,
7: yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. But you're right. I mean, there's no... They could They could box up a Jeep, bring it to Switzerland,
7: up yeah. to the Alps. You want me to hear the other criticism that I acquired on my listening on the way in, just to prove that I was indeed listening? <laughs> my feelings should hurt very easily. I know that. Yeah. You said a pair of tickets. You said, that's two. Oh uh-huh. hmm. yeah. yeah! What color is an orange? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Hot water heater. <laughs> exactly. I, I understand. It's, I get I, it. I never knew that. That's yeah. A one. Yeah. So now the question I have for you. Do okay. You have a second. I, yeah, I, we I, do. I I have all of your time. I know. So yeah. that, that's true. that's funny. Time. Now you um you get to drive a variety of different cars, and and you have your little segment that uh, you say the the car that got me here yeah. today.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: Now, do you have to go pick up those cars, or they bring them to you? Sometimes both. Okay.
1: So sometimes they bring them to me, sometimes I pick them up.
7: Okay. I was curious about that. Yeah. No. Because you always have something different. What do you have a Chrysler? Chrysler out there, yeah. 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 Yep. Nice. Yeah. And the other day you had the $120,000 Roadster or whatever whatever that was. Yeah,
1: something like that. Yeah.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Why do you park it out here?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And some days, like uh, this past Wednesday, I drove up to Portland, Maine. And Uh I'm like, oh, good. I'm going to drive up to Portland, Maine. I'll drive something nice. A eight-year-old Hyundai Santa Fe.
7: Well, oh, drove my own car.
1: car. Yeah, Because yeah. it just yeah. didn't work out. You know, car wasn't there. And
7: uh, D- so. does that have any um, any purchase or any um, importance that the car that you own? I mean, you have so much information, so much knowledge, so much expertise about all kinds of cars. So should I go buy um, a Hyundai? Uh, you know, I'm still looking. Yeah, because you've seen what I yeah. drove in the the old the Jeep quote yeah. unquote death trap. Um. <laughs> Is that a um, is that an endorsement?
1: Uh, the, I bought my Hyundai Santa Fe for a couple of reasons. I wanted something all wheel drive. I wanted something reasonably affordable. Mm-hmm. I wanted something for an SUV that got some sort of decent gas mileage. I bought mine. It was actually used. It was about eight months old. Yeah, uh, it was a former lease car. It's still as Hyundai. You don't get the whole ten year, hundred thousand mile warranty, but you get a five year, sixty thousand mile bumper to bumper warranty, right? Which is better than a lot of new cars. Well, that's because so, they're trying to
7: right. get their uh, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly exactly uh, spot and, in the market. And my car has been a great car up until this year. Okay, this year I kept it a year too long, I think. Okay, and I had, but up until then I did nothing other than
7: put some brakes and tires on it. So, so the, a, the answer to the next question can be none of none of your business. But what are you going to get
1: when this one wears out? Yeah. I don't know yet. Okay. I might get another one. I just drove, I just recently drove the slightly smaller version, the Hyundai Tucson, and I liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but it was was funny. I, I had a steering issue, which is a little unusual in my car, and got that fixed. But unfortunately, the part that was replaced was defective, so it had to get fixed again. And it's still not quite right because that part, I think, was defective. And I think the problem is they just don't have enough broken ones because mine, it was just unusual that mine went bad. But then... I've put a battery starter and an alternator in my car in, like, the past two months, and it just seemed like one right after another. Yeah. But up until then...
7: How many miles on I'm a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But More I'm than in- mine? Huh? More than mine? I have a um, real lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just have a lot. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I have to oh, go... wait. Did you get your Christmas tree yet? Yes. Marita. Yeah. All right. You? No. No. No, I'm busy. Yeah. Today, I think. Nothing like, nothing like going to Christmas tree shop and Christmas Eve.
1: There's something magical. I think I did that once. There's something magical you know what, about that. Yeah, right? but you know what happens
7: yeah. is they don't have any branches left. Oh, yeah, well,
1: <laughs> well, that's okay, too. Hey, we got to get going. Three I want to wish everybody a happy and safe and Merry Christmas. We will be back here next Saturday, the day after Christmas. Till next week, wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, stay tuned for the very best in Irish Christmas music with Paul Sullivan and the Irish Hip Parade. We'll be right back next week. See you. Bye-bye. Bye.